0: This is the NT Filmmakers Podcast, Episode Five.
1: This is the NT Filmmakers Podcast where we talk to filmmakers and creatives from the Northern Territory of Australia about their projects, their experiences and their challenges. And now, here's your host,
0: Steve Archer. Welcome everyone to the NT Filmmakers Podcast. In this episode, we'll hear the final part of an extended interview from Nathaniel Kelly and Thomas Medina about the process they took to create their first feature film, We're Family Now. We'll also be talking to Jonathan Saunders about his amazing animated series, Zero Point. And I'll be letting you know about an exciting event happening this week at the Deck Chair Cinema. So sit back and relax. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back again everybody to part three of our uh, interview session with Nathaniel Kelly and Thomas Medina so uh, guys welcome back again to the show Thank,
2: Thank you. you if anything I'm more excited now than in the first episode well this yeah, is good
0: yeah. to hear it's been 10 minutes since we recorded the last one magic magic of editing. <laughs> Um, so uh, to, in today's uh, session, uh, folks, what we're going to be talking about is um, finding that balance between the creative aspects of making a film and the technical aspects of running the equipment, the cameras, the sound, the lighting, and all the bits and pieces that, that go along with that. You know? um, I'm not going to put the guys on a spot and ask them if they can tell me the difference between a grip and a gaffer. That's a bit hard. That's all just technical stuff. Um, probably going to just say it's him and then point to each other anyway. Uh, <laughs> but guys, um, again, we'll do the quick intro so our listeners can pick up your voices and great. then. Yeah. So
1: my voice hasn't changed much from last week, but my name's Nathaniel, and uh, you'll call, you'll hear me call myself Nat. And uh, great, um, I'm Thomas. Medina, <laughs> oh, and we're both filmmakers. Yes. yes, yes, we are. Yeah, and we
0: work together a lot, yes. I suppose. And and the main reason for getting you to introduce yourselves for each episode, guys, is of course that not everyone's going to listen to every single episode of the podcast uh, in order. Uh, We'd love them to. Of guys, course, go back. We've go back. About some great stuff. Yes. <laughs> I've had three weeks to think about it, guys. Come on. <laughs> Awesome stuff. So today, let's um, have a chat about that balance between the creative side and the technical side. Mm. Which, uh, um, without wanting to go into a chicken or an egg discussion, which way do you think is the more? Which one side do you think is the more important side? Which side do you think is the one that we need to focus on more? Which do you focus on more? What are, your, what are you? Yeah, they're pointing oh, at yeah, each so, other. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, what do so,
2: you think, uh, Tom? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, How you mentioned chicken and egg, Uh, for me, certainly the one that comes first is the creative side. It's the creative, the idea, uh, what I want to make, and then how do I do it. Mm, And it Um, shows, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm I'm not completely certain that uh, Nat disagrees there. Yeah,
1: yeah, look, what do you think about that? Oh yeah, definitely. I think oh, um, Yeah, <laughs> I think the creative side of things is uh, where it needs to all start. And uh, but I, ha- in in saying that, it is chicken and the egg. Yeah. Because you see people with all ideas and no action, and then you see people with all gear and no idea. So mm. right, and often we are inspired by the
2: technology we've got. Like yeah. if you say you can shoot at fifty frames per second, I get. <laughs>
0: Excited guy. to shoot. He's but... using real word examples mm. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So mm. um, but... until the next piece of technology comes out that can shoot at a hundred or oh, a But yes. Yes. available. it Available to us just yet. Yeah, yes. I'm well. Sure. Yes. That's that um, was what I was meaning. Yes. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. 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 So yeah. But that story, the story that Tom told through that technology, he'd already written, and he sort mm. of asked me a week before we went into production hey, what's the maximum frame rate your camera can do? Is it still 30? And I went, oh, it's actually 50 at the moment. So um, he'd already had the story. So the creative part had already happened. And I think that is the most important bit. Um, I do love talking to people who have great ideas, but it, it does take us a little bit of technical knowledge um, to make those ideas
0: happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, Especially if you like the small crew that you've been yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. In the earlier episodes, that small crew part of it means you're going to have to be able to use the camera. Yeah.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. We we have to just learn it ourselves for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, like so many people do have, you know, great film ideas. That's kind of what you were getting at a second ago, I think. That's uh, lots yeah, of yeah. people... You know, And they tell us about them or,
1: um, come over here, mate. I've got a great, <laughs> great story for you. You need a listener. You should turn into a film one
0: day. Yeah. You're like, um, oh, okay. And then it's... it's, it's <laughs> to which it. the response should usually be, no worries. Write me a screenplay. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. And I'll consider optioning it.
2: Because it's great. And most actually do sound awesome. And mm. I'm, I love them. But seriously, I, this, how do we help? is kind yeah. of the thing. It takes me well, this... back
1: to that idea of I don't want to butcher your story. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and
2: the next step can't be us. Yeah. It's, if someone has an idea, they
1: need to push it Yeah, most of the way. And we've had that before where we've had a script given to us and we had the opportunity to turn it into a film, but we were kicked off the project because our, well, it was me that was kicked off the project. Yeah, I really shouldn't have I, I Tom into that. I was,
2: I've never been kicked off a film So, like so
1: I was at the head of the project as the director, and I got kicked off the project and my entire team because my creative differences were um, with the writers, and they were like, we don't think you quite get the same story as us. So I think, mm. yeah, I don't want to butcher somebody else's work, mm. um, but if someone's there's giving me... There's respect there. That's it, yeah. Mm. And if there's... Um, Someone who's willing to turn their film, uh, turn their script into a film, and they're giving it to us. They really should watch our stuff and see if it's something we can do. Mm. Um, and then also, it's a bit of a sacrifice. Like, we are going to have to change it for logistical reasons
0: when those come up. So, uh, you know, compromises need to be yeah. made. And, and and you bring up a very good point there about style. Mm. How yeah. you guys shoot separately, how you shoot when you're working together won't necessarily have the same style, may have elements between them that you share, that you have in common, but if we put your film side by side...
2: Yeah, a specific specific example, um, uh, not to reference one of our previous episodes, but Nat often uh, likes to go handheld more than I do and I like to keep the camera on a tripod. Mm. That's not a cut and fast rule. It certainly mixes up, but yeah, yeah, that's the way we lean. Um, so there the are lore. certainly differences in styles. What was that?
1: It's not the law, but it's definitely something you should do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a definite um, creative difference between us two. But even though you do the sound for all of almost all of my films, mm. and I shoot almost all of your films, um, those creative differences come through. Um, because it's usually about... It's a bit of a dictatorship, but it's also an understanding of each other, where we're headed with it. Mm. Yeah. And it happened... Yeah, it's happened for you know, the last few years we've worked together, we sort of have learned to understand each other a bit more.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting too, because um, we kind of keep that respect through editing. Cause we each, we edit our own things. Mm. We've maybe edited a bit of each other's stuff. A little bit of crossover. Um, a bit of crossover there. And, um, and yeah, editing is just such a huge mm. kind of um, part of the creative process. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's very important to getting our
1: styles across. Mm. That's right. That's why Tom's films look like Tom's films and my films look like mm. my films, I suppose, at the end of the day. Yeah, It's yeah. just a combination of all that.
2: Yeah, because all of my films you shoot, or well, pretty much all of them. Yeah. Um, so the look of my films is not different because of who's shooting
0: it. Same and cameras
1: and blah, blah, blah. It's just yeah. a different style.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the collaboration's a critical part, but there still needs to be somebody to drive the show as Right, it were.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Big boss.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, I guess um, our scripts kind of do a lot of the talking. I feel like, yeah, so we, often we just admit to each other we, that we don't fully understand each other's scripts. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like... And we're like well, I was going to ask yeah. how
0: close your writing is to each other. Yeah. No, very different. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, we... Yeah, I mean, I, we enjoy each other's scripts, I think, but we yeah, yeah. we just have to admit that, yeah, look, I'm not totally sure what, what this What you're is. doing there, yeah. what is going on, Yeah.
1: But, um, at u- it's usually at some point during the production that I go, that's what he's doing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but And it's sometimes... often
2: when I look in, in the camera while you're shooting one of yours that I go,
1: oh, look, okay, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but there are times when I, um, just it's flown over my head and like I'll rewatch an old film of Tom's and I'll go, hang on a second, that's what he's done all along. Huh. So there's stuff like that that never gets explained to each other because there's that, just blind trust that we have to have mm. in each other to make the films happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean, we've only made so much stuff that we're completely embarrassed by so far. So it's working out for the most part. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know,
0: I don't know that anybody should ever be embarrassed by anything that they've ever done. Oh, well, that's not. What was the, the, There was a quote I saw the other day. There's There's no such thing as success and failure. There's just success and learning.
1: Mm. Oh, we've done a lot that's, of learning
0: then, yeah. haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I would say. Some, yeah, some, that's some good. of it's slightly embarrassing learning, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I love a good embarrassment. I think that's important to have. What do you, what do you mean? Explain, extrapolate that, pause oh. everything. What does that mean, <laughs> I love to... Oh, no, you, you're my embarrassment. <laughs> I love to have... No, I love to have uh, ex, um, moments that embarrass me and make me go, oh man! I should, I should probably never try. Can to we do have that a specific again. example, please? Um,
2: <laughs> oh goodness me! Um, I'll tell you one of my embarrassing moments. Oh well, no, let's hear yours because I don't
1: know if I want, I have one to share. <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe
2: I, I, brought this up just because I want to share mine. I actually don't, but here I've brought it up now. Look, you're but here. I, I did. Um, why I have dropped a boom pole on, on someone's head before. Oh, no. And Should it was I? on my set, Can team. we edit this out? <laughs> <laughs> can you, can no, I, I, I doubt it very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: but you've got to do that once, I think. It was quite an important person, too. Oh, I felt really bad about
2: it. Yeah. They were well, acting. They were acting. So
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and see, I'm looking at the silver lining saying, oh, isn't it good the actor caught the boom pole on its way down? Otherwise, the equipment could have been damaged That's as it hit very the ground. That's true.
1: I mean it wasn't an expensive it was my equipment, so I wouldn't I've actually would've prepared And that them. was when we were using a tripod as a boom pole. Um, <laughs> so it was a tripod that came flat
2: down. <laughs> um, but, but, on the positive side. Yeah. You haven't Steve, dropped one what's since. a positive <laughs> You yeah. haven't dropped one since? Well, yeah, awesome. I haven't dropped one since. You sense. haven't dropped
0: one since the actor caught it. The equipment was yes. a dance. Yeah. The fact that they have um, to court it with their head doesn't sort of factor uh, in. That's a detail. Everyone's fine. That's mm, it. And yeah. I've dropped and I've damaged equipment of
1: mine many times in the past. Oh, great. But, talk about the mud. Oh, well, yeah. The, okay. 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 Well, I'll talk about the mud. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at least I haven't hurt anybody except myself when I do it. Um, wow. So the mud. <laughs> <laughs> We're family now. <laughs> there's a scene right at the end where um, there's a bit of a chase. I won't spoil it, but two characters are having a chase and... Um, one of the characters gets in a car and they drive away. And we shot this in the wet season when it was lovely and muddy. And the speed with which they took off was so great and so fast that this, this wave of mud shot up from the back tyre, which was where <laughs> I was running behind the car, filming with, like, holding the camera handheld. And uh, I don't remember what I looked like, because you didn't take a photo or anything. But yeah. it was like, it felt like this sheet of just, like mud straight up the middle yes. and it had yeah. covered my camera lens and it went in through the grills of my monitor and and my shirt was splattered and
2: yeah and then the next hour or two was, no, it just was only half an hour i remember i, like I was keeping hours. it was it was a tense moment yeah that's why because that was the most quiet it's probably ever been on one of our sets <laughs> and, and no one that, cracked it everyone just went dead silent because, <laughs> and that was just their like very carefully picking away at the bits of mud that were inside his monitor. And oh. it, they'd,
1: they'd got all inside. it yeah. wasn't sure if it'd ever work again. Yeah, And it still does work, but the touchscreen capability is super dodgy now. But yeah. the camera is a Canon C100 and it's the camera I've been using for all of our films for the past, or most of our films for the past like three years. Yeah. And that thing has lived through so much. Mm. It's an old camera too. I think it's, it's definitely older than most people would care to use for current films, but
0: it's a monster at surviving mm. and it's, a, it's an absolute um, tank. So, and, and again, that's a nice little segue. Thanks very much for that because we've been talking about creative versus technical. Yeah. And I've been hesitant to bring up the let's talk gear, but now that you've mentioned oh, it. Let's, let's, talk let's, let's, let's talk gear. Oh, everybody, everybody let's talk gear. Everybody
1: likes gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love um, gear, I think. That's something you can't, you can't get wrong. We, we love gear. We do. Well, I mean, yeah,
2: we love gear. I, I don't, I don't, I, would, I, I don't like owning gear. I, I can
1: tell. I own all the mean? gear. What do you mean? Yeah,
2: um, I own a bit of it, but yeah, not much oh, yeah, compared yeah. to that.
0: Are you early adopters when they release new kit? No, I'm late adopters. I'm always Are secondhand you? camera blah oh, blah okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um in general for technology I'm an early adopter, so I don't I guess I don't buy enough film equipment <laughs> to um mm. to know. Um but if if they come out with a you know, a levitating uh boom mic, then I'm right on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd probably pay for that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea, but Where would all the weight transfer? Gravity in there? No, no,
2: I'm still actually keen on that idea where um, there's a strap around the waist Mm. and then invisible strong wire sending the the boom mic over the actor's head and so the actor is holding the microphone up themselves yeah. Um, and it's invisibly just hanging
0: above their head. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little hesitant based on that <laughs> story you were telling me before about boom poles the and boom actors' heads. Oh, maybe Tom, maybe, we be, record, maybe we shouldn't mate. be maybe we shouldn't you down that path. If anyone wants part. to
2: volunteer, I'm going to build this device. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't trust you. Don't pay. Pretty it sure me.
0: they had something like that in Star Trek, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it must yeah, be yeah. real. It must
1: be. It's like the the high tech version of just the the shotgun mic in the in the trench coat, and you just put it on the inside jacket, and you like a it's like an old style lab have you done that oh no <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's
0: not good <laughs> it, it sounds a little extreme wait well, it also uh my oh, head's gone to Mae west is that a microphone in your pocket or are you just pleased to see <laughs> <yeah>. me
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no um and uh in terms of gear i think uh, i'm happy to use whatever's there i think uh i'm always leaning towards the stuff i know more than the exciting new stuff because mm. um, I'm always keen about getting the most out of what you have yeah. available, rather yeah. than you know.
2: That's Would you I've ever never... film
0: a short on a mobile phone? Yeah, actually. Well, uh, yeah. well we're we not
2: totally that? against that. As, mm. well, as some people, I actually shoot my own stuff when Nat isn't available on my phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and people, you know, these days people rarely
0: notice. Mm. Uh, they, I love they're phone, surprised when you say you did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said it the way I did because I know it's a very polarizing it thing is, for yeah, some people. Yeah. No, oh, if I love Steven it.
2: Soderbergh can do it, then
1: yeah. Look, Steven Soderbergh's an inspiration in many ways, but yeah, his, um, his efficiency for yeah, because he's it. a fast
2: worker. He yeah. just he does it. He just does it. He just does it. He just goes. and he also says every two years or so that he's going to quit
0: filmmaking. Right,
2: and that's just what we aspire to. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a
0: difference between quitting and retiring. Oh, true. Yes, it's That's not. The, a, uh... It's not the same thing. Ah, oh, okay. yes. okay, yeah. Uh... It's not like you
1: like picking up and saying, "I'm gonna go away state next term," and you. All right, here. come mm. on. This is
0: getting personal. Would you, you take? Would you take it the next step and, and edit on an iPad or a tablet? I've actually done it before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And
1: uh, I've done Me too, like yeah. import DSLR footage onto an iPad and edit it. Um, yeah, it just takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Than editing on a laptop so until that becomes faster than a laptop it's not for me but yeah what about you? Oh,
2: I'm weird I have a Chromebook at the moment it's my only computer I edit in the cloud um, you can find more videos about that on my oh, YouTube we know. excellent <laughs> no that's good that's um, good it's um I don't know exactly why I do it I, I think you know I think there is a part of me that just wants to make it harder <laughs> for myself but um, I, I I like yeah getting away with kind of a uh, minimum amount of uh, devices and technology in a way. So mm. that's why it does appeal to me, kind of uh, editing on low-powered devices in the cloud, some things like that. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. See, that's another place we're really different as well. And mm-hmm. um, But I'm always fascinated because Tom's the one who mentions all these new smaller technologies and weird ways of doing stuff. And some of them I, I take up, like yeah. cloud storage and whatnot. But... Others, I go, like, how do you survive, Tom? Like, how does that work out for you? So, no, there's,
0: that's another difference, I suppose. I find it very interesting.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: That was the final part of an extended interview with Nathaniel Kelly and Thomas Medina about their first feature film and their experiences with filmmaking in the NT. You can hear parts 1 and 2 of this interview in episodes 3 and 4 of the NT Filmmakers podcast. The original and best Mountain Film Festival is coming back to Darwin over two huge nights, Tuesday 14 May and Wednesday 15 May 2019. The 2019 Banff Mountain Film Festival World Tour showcases over two and a half hours of the most enthralling mountain adventure films that will have you planning your next adventure before the credits roll. The tour is hot on the heels of the largest and most prestigious mountain festival in the world, the Banff Mountain Festival, which takes place every November in the mountain town of Banff in Canada. More than 300 of the world's best mountain sport, culture, environment, adventure and exploration films are shown during the week-long event. A selection of award winners and audience favourites then tours the globe, visiting 390 communities and 35 countries as part of the festival's official world tour. This year, the Australian lineup features two and a half hours of captivating short films, shot in some of the most wild and remote corners of the world. The programme is packed full of mesmerising cinematography, thought provoking storylines, and adrenaline inducing action sequences. Presented by World Expeditions, the Banff Mountain Film Festival World Tour will be screening at the Deck Chair Cinema in Darwin over two huge nights. For more details, visit www.bamfaustralia.com.au. That's B A N F F Australia.com.au. The Deck Chair Cinema opens at 6pm, with the screening starting at 7:30pm. Pre-purchase tickets by visiting www.deckchaircinema.com. In this segment, we're joined by Jonathan Saunders, who is the creator and director of Zero Point, a fantastic animated superhero story. Jonathan, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, Stephen. Tell us all about Zero Point. How did you
3: get to the web series? How did I get to the web series? Yeah, it's a bit of a long story. I came up with the character Zero Point uh, during my university days um, when I was a student at uh, Charles Darwin University studying visual arts, and um, yeah, I was uh, always had a love for comics and animation as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess that was always encouraged, you know, through my life, and took me to university to you know learn more about the arts. Uh, at that point, I was um, uh, doing a lot of stencil artwork. Mm-hmm. But um, it was around then that I discovered uh, a series of works by uh, Richard Bell uh, from his Nowhere Man series, I believe it is, where he kind of recontextualizes uh, the work of Roy Lichtenstein uh, with, uh, you know, but putting a bit of a cheeky uh, contemporary comment on the indigenous art world (laughs) with um, having his character Richie as the main character in that. So I thought it was just really kind of cool seeing a, you know, just a regular indigenous man drawn in that classic comic book style oh, yeah. you know that uh, wonderful 60s you know comic book style that um back when we did it properly yeah that's <laughs> it back when it was done properly and that kind of fired the neurons in my brain of um yeah uh, of having a a cool superhero that just happened to be indigenous and that started started from there and uh yeah and that's and when i was researching. Uh, name and power set I came across a zero point energy I think it was because um you know I was a big fan of um uh half-life 2 and one of the main Mm -hmm. weapons is the gravity gun which they say uh in the introducing it that it manipulates zero point energy Mm -hmm. so I did some little research in that and figured that would be you know it sounds cool and it's in the vague realms of pseudoscience science that I could kind of be play around with it and not worry too much it's uh it's mm. like how nuclear power was this new amazing thing uh, when Spider-Man was created, but we now know that, you know, if Peter Parker got bitten by a radioactive spider, he might just get cancer. So, uh, <laughs> which, which is far less of an exciting. entertaining story. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah so maybe in a uh, couple of decades they'll realise that uh, zero-point energy isn't as... Uh, awesome as our uh, science fiction stories made it out to be. Mind you, it could be the opposite. It could be that zero point energy replaces <laughs> the coal industry. Oh yeah,
0: oh, we, we won't go down there. That's that's actually touching on a project that uh, that Tim Parrish is working oh, yes, on at yes. the moment. Yes, no, that's So right, we, yeah. we'll leave that uh, carbon neutral. I think it is. Oh yes, so the
3: carbon uh, the carbon bubble, or carbon bubble. That's it. Yeah, carbon
0: yeah. bubble. We'll leave carbon bubble aside. <laughs> that's a, I've told Tim that's a, a whole separate uh, interview I'd like to do for the podcast for
3: a future episode. So, stand by for that one, folks. Yeah, so, Sorry, yes, back oh, yeah, to
0: so, Zero Point. <laughs> yes, yeah, so back to Zero Point. Yeah, so
3: from there, I came up with, you know, uh, I guess the, uh, the character of Zero Point, but also the character of Ran, which was just repurposed from another character mm-hmm. i came up with in high school for another series, which is very, very different from this. Who knows? Maybe I might revisit that. But... Um, From there, yeah, came up with the characters, started putting them into my stencil work Mm -hmm. when I was exhibiting as a student, but also as a um, visual artist after my university days. It was about 2014 that I decided to kind of just jump into doing comics, web comics, Mm -hmm. Uh, because at that point, um, I think the, I guess one of the barriers for me was just... um, like back then I was, you know, drawing a lot on paper and then I mm. have to scan things in and then try and ink those digitally and, uh, you know, it was, yeah, it was just one of those things where mm. it was just a lot of steps involved. But with then it was called Manga Studio 4. Mm-hmm. It basically, I could do that all in one. I could just draw directly in with a stylus mm. and it just felt as, you know, almost as good as drawing on paper. Mm-hmm. So that was the big leap. With that technological advancement, mm, mm. started uh, drawing, uh, making art, and then, yeah, started writing out the treatment for the web series, which you can still see on my uh, Tumblr page, which is, God, what is it? If you just say it's Jonathan Saunders Darwin, <laughs> it'll come up as the first hit for, you know, Astounding Tales of Art Fiction, but I think it's just jonathan.saunders tumblr.com, but um, yeah, just. I'll provide links uh, for this, so don't worry. We'll we'll uh, we'll drop those in the show notes. Yeah, so it's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then I just went from there and just, just yeah, started writing uh, the series and uh, it was kind of a love letter to all the things that I, you know, loved and you know, comics, manga, and anime. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, then I kind of cooled down a bit on the webcomic side of things, uh, and then started focusing on just animation and trying to learn how to do animation myself Mm -hmm. and it was around about um actually yeah probably around 2015 that I met up with um Tim Parrish and Phil Denson uh as you know just as mates and Mm -hmm. talking more about our ideas and storytelling you know things we want to do and it was about 2016 that uh yeah signed on to Undergrowth Productions, and we started to plan Zero Point, the web animated web series, out nice. for real, and applied for the Black um, Black Space uh, mm-hmm. Studio, sorry, the yeah the Black Space um, funding from Screen Australia, and once we got the go ahead from that, yeah, uh, nice. Myself and Phil and Tim just went to work and just rolled out ideas and uh, yeah did scripts up and. Tried to hunt, hunt hunting around for animation studio that would help us, because um a lot of animation studios at the time uh apart were mainly working in a lot of uh, the preschool shows mm-hmm. so and a lot of it was tweening, flash based puppets so mm-hmm. it was a bit of a it was a bit out of the wheelhouse, but thankfully uh, we met a wonderful animator, Guy Jameson, mm-hmm. uh, down in why why in New South Wales. Uh, his own studio, Poked Bear Productions, and he was willing to jump on board. and Nice. Yeah, and then, and then the rest is history, I guess.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's great that you know, even though we're, I often feel very isolated up, up here yeah, yeah. In, in NT and, and Darwin, that we've got these isolated pockets yeah. around the country as well that
3: we can tap into yeah that's with it. some amazing <clears throat>
0: skilled people well yeah
3: no it's exactly it i think um yeah the internet has probably made that a lot more easier than mm. it would have been you know a decade ago or even 20 years ago um mm. yeah where if you were wanted to make it as an animator or even as a filmmaker you'd have to go down to sydney or melbourne mm. so yeah yeah i think it's it's obviously yeah i don't think yeah we could have done this without you know the internet and mm. the way we are probably better connected now, uh, yeah, and it helps you know close that great uh, distance in Australia.
0: Exactly. I mean, we we often think about the internet as the and, and you know, pl- places like YouTube uh, mm. as the means for putting our work out there, but it, in fact, it's also a way of collaborating with people, bringing those skill sets together, mm. uh, and making that community smaller or at least connected, even if uh, they are spread out. Yeah, yeah
3: so exactly. Yeah, both sides of the coin yeah no that's right <laughs> and yeah exactly and it's certainly allowed for um, well yeah I guess a recent example is um, uh, Phil Denson the co-writer of Zero Point uh, mm. going to uh, West Hollywood to work with uh, Ron Howard and yes. his production company mm. uh, again uh, because uh, yeah it discloses those type of gaps and allows for for that opportunity
0: Exactly. No, that's terrific. I'm, I uh, re-watched the series again uh, yesterday in, in preparation for the interview. Um, I, I did want to ask you, the character, the, the King of Australia, is there, is there an inspiration for that particular character? Oh yeah, He, he reminded me of a couple of
3: politicians oh, that okay, I've yeah. seen, but I wanted to... You know, <laughs> yeah, um... no, I guess um, for Samson, who was voiced wonderfully by uh, Stephen Oliver, um, I guess, yeah, a few different inspirations, look-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, there's, a, there's a scene in episode one where he his pose is pretty much identical to this very famous drawing that was done of um, Bungary. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why he's got the red uniform. And then, mm. uh, again, I guess I can say it's spoilers and it's revealed that it's indigenous <laughs> at the end because I wanted him to kind of be almost this nightmare evil version of Bungary uh, you know uh, who he actually did call himself the um, the King of the Blacks so mm. it, was a, it was a bit of a reference to that but I guess character wise I, um, I guess I was kind of leaning more on those classic comic book uh, archetypes mm-hmm. for Samson uh, maybe a little bit of um, I guess another classic Australian uh, creation Lord Humongous as mm. well with the mask and is very flamboyant and theatrical. Mm, mm. But um yeah, I think there probably was a few real life people that <laughs> I was inspired by or at least making a bit of a, a jab at, but I <laughs> won't say say no, who yet no, maybe maybe down <laughs> maybe ten years I'll say, so, yeah, that I was kinda he was. <laughs> yeah, no, I sort of made the connection that you were designing
0: the characters and coming up with the characters during your university days. And oh, there's a tradition there of yeah. university
3: students being <laughs> yeah, anti-establishment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I guess Samson came in relatively late. Like, I was starting mm. developing the character for the webcomics, but then other things got in the way and mm. the updating schedule dropped off. And at that mm. point, I just wanted to do animation. But, um, yeah, he... I guess it was, I think all fiction is always going to have a bit of reflection of what's happening Mm -hmm. uh, in the time, uh, including uh, Mm politics-wise, so there's a little bit of that, but um, yeah, I wanted him to be almost, uh, yeah, a very, you know, kind of hard to, well not hard to read character, but he is, you know, acting and, you know, doing it was you know something in one way, but it's really you know his motivations are masking and uh, really uh, pointing in another direction. Mm. So you know he'll say these you know grandiose things that sounds like he's trying to start a you know a revolution or something for the people, but his motives are you know going to be a more, bit more ser- uh, selfish and personal to him. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to have those conflicts. Exactly. <laughs> for those
0: for those who haven't seen Zero Point, yes, there's conflict and conflict in spades. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. So season zero is up and uh, live now. Any plans for another season? Uh, yeah,
3: ultimately, yeah, as soon as we can. That <laughs> yeah. would be great. I mean, I've already written outlines for the next season, mm-hmm. but um, the thing is, yeah, it's it's just one of those, I guess, the realities when you're doing independent animation is money is going to be mm. the big, big deciding factor for a lot of things. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, in lieu of that, um, also possibly thinking of just um, doing the next chapter of that storyline as a, you know, a comic. And um, so, mm-hmm. well, we're looking at funding for that possibly, but ultimately, yeah, it would be good to to get uh, you know to do the next series as nice. soon as possible yeah mm-hmm. so as I said I think it was all, it was always the plan that we'd release it online and see if there'd be any takers uh, you know uh, any you know bites really from mm-hmm. video on demand services or perhaps you know Screen Australia might be you know might have another funding round that fits on what we're mm-hmm. doing for web series developments mm-hmm. or another option is again we'll have to you know organized as well but um, you know crowd sourcing mm. and crowdfunding mm. is another op- another option but um, yeah as I said I want to yeah I want to be able to get uh, the next series out as soon as possible Fantastic. But uh, yeah as I said <laughs> just gonna wait for the uh, the moolah to come in of course of <laughs> course that
0: sounds great so Jonathan thanks very much for coming on and talking to us about zero point folks for those of you who haven't seen it yet look it up on YouTube zero point we'll put the links in in the show notes as well Uh, so really terrific series uh, absolutely worth a look uh, to see all those episodes in season zero thanks again jonathan really appreciate your time today
3: no worries thank you for having me the nt
0: filmmakers podcast is proudly supported by the hive a creative co-working space for Darwin film and creative industry professionals to create, collaborate, focus and network with other filmmakers. The Hive is centrally located at One Pavonia Place, Nightcliff. For bookings and more information, email screenhub at undergrowthproductions.com. Thanks for joining us in this episode of the NT Filmmakers Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information and most informative interviews about all things filmmaking in the Northern Territory. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.untoldigitalmedia.com.au forward slash podcast.
1: This has been an Untold Digital Media production, copyright 2019.